Thank you. All right. Again, when I am in this context and I, and I start seeing, again, uh, we were in a meeting and we were talking about our children. And um, one of the people in the meeting was talking about her daughter. And her daughter is very vivacious. A little one under the age of six. Very vivacious. Uh, quite the... Uh, she gathers groups in adoring uh, congregations around her. She is that charming. You know how children can be. So this is, she networks. She's under the age of six and she's already networking and she's already having trouble telling the truth. And you know, and we were in the group and, and our, all of our jaws just, well, metaphorically dropped because that child is going to be a three. Most likely she has all the main elements staring us in the face. And what is so to me, why again, when I, when I hear these kinds of stories, everything in me is just terribly excited because we, if we are right, and the odds are we are, we know what to do. And, and with this child, we already know this child is going to struggle with truth. And so this parent has the opportunity to work with this child for the next 10 years to know that this truth is going to be difficult for this child and to hold her feet to the fire and not let this child um, squirm and maneuver and highlight and erase all kinds of things to make her world work for her. Because she knows that this is not just a normal Line. This is not, this is inherent. This is the way this child is maneuvering through life and it's going to bite her good if it's not uh, handled well now. She also knows already that this child's, again, her locus of identity is out there. And she is going to spend time with this child, uh, teaching this child to sit still. So this child cannot project out there activities and all kinds of things. This child needs to sit still and she needs to sit with her thoughts and she needs to sit with her feelings. The other thing that she's going to be able to do for the next 10 years is ask this child, what are you feeling and what are you thinking? This child needs to get inside of herself. She is going to avoid herself like the plague. So you see, now we know this about this child. This is fantastic. And she's going she's gonna to study up on the threes. She's going to keep on watching because this is a watching game. You're going to watch, does this fit? Does this fit? Does this fit? Boy, this keeps on fitting. I think I'm, I think I'm in the right direction here. And so it's just a wonderful tool to work with this child for the next 10 years if this child is a three. So we get to send a healthy three into the world. Exciting. This is fun. This is way too fun. All right. Again, we are in the middle of the three, um, uh, the heart triad. So we have the heart triad, the mind triad, and the gut triad. Two, three, fours are your heart, and we are smack dab in the middle of the heart triad. So these are called these these people are called performers. All right. I uh, we are thinking on Facebook. We're thinking that Lance Armstrong might be a three. <laughs> He is super, super performance-oriented. He is super achieving, and he has trouble with the truth. <laughs> There's a possibility. Now, the other thing they ask us to do in the Enneagram is, please don't, uh, don't uh, type other people. <laughs> you always say, I know, we all do. So you say maybe and perhaps, and you might want to consider this and this. So it's true. It's a good thing. To, it's a good thing. All right, uh, I'm getting a lot of my information from this book, and I love this book, and I wanted, it, I wanted it to come from this book because, again, this is more story-oriented. I could read you this, which you will be getting as notes, uh, but it's just, it's just fact after fact after fact. Pardon? Um, this is called The Enneagram by Richard Rohr. 
and is story-oriented. He tells it in a story. And uh, again, we have, for those of you who have come in, uh, we have handouts in the back. So when you leave, if you will stop by that chair on the right and get two sheets of paper front and back, and that's your handout. And um, maybe, maybe I'll get somebody to hand it to you just to be gracious. But anyway. So let me give you an overview of, um, of the threes. Special talents of threes often cause them to radiate an ease and assurance that inspires confidence. So the whole time that I'm talking, I'm going to weave in and out of the threes things that are really wonderful and things that are not wonderful. So you're going to watch this. You're going to hear things about threes that are really, really good, and you're going to hear things about the threes that are not good at all. So don't get discouraged when we get to the bad part. Don't, don't say, you know, don't be discouraged. It's okay. They're, they do have some bad parts, but they have some good parts. So Anyway, I tried to end with the good parts, just to make you feel good. But anyway, again, several things. I don't know many threes, so I don't know if you know many threes or not, but I don't. Um, in any gatherings of people who come to any grand meetings, there are no threes. And it's hilarious because they're out there achieving. They don't have time. <laughs> and it's the truth. They don't have time. We, they will have, we'll had, we had 40 people at this conference, and there was one three, and we were glad to get that three. It is really funny. So I don't know about you guys. I don't, I might know one. So anyway, the odds are, the odds are you, you might, the odds are there are not going to be many threes here. So you can't listen for yourself is what I'm saying. But here's what you listen for. You listen for the people around you and you listen because there are parts of every one of this that are us. And there's a lot, again, I learned from the twos. You can learn from the threes, whether you're a three or not. So watch and see how much of this you do. All right, so again, they inspire confidence. Now, this allows them to spread a good atmosphere around them. They have an easy time getting jobs done efficiently and competently, aiming for and achieving personal goals, as well as inspiring and motivating other people and making it possible for them to get ahead. See, these are wonderful people. Now, threes have a sixth sense for sizing up tasks and for the dynamic of work groups. They are keenly interested in connecting and networking the members of the group. Through their convincing charisma and the force of their arguments, threes can gain great influence and bring the projects they believe in to bear. Threes are the central type of the heart triad. They have the greatest difficulties of all of the Enneagram types in perceiving their own feelings. Like twos, Threes are always holding an imaginary thermometer, thermometer in the air to test the conditions. But unlike twos, they don't ask, do you like me? But am I successful? At some point as children, threes made the connection of victory and success with praise. They began to believe, I am good when I win. Now, they draw their life energy from their successes. So threes are show people. They're achievers, careerists, status seekers, and handle each of their roles better than their true self, which they barely know. They can slip into almost any mask and act the part to perfection. The role protects and motivates them. Now, the life of a three is a competitive struggle. It is always a question of either winning and losing. Threes want to be winners, 
And for that reason, they often go far. Now, this was said by a three, quote, When I walk into a room where there are lots of people, I know in a fraction of a second how I have to behave, how I have to appear, how I have to talk to be accepted by everybody present. Others may feel these behavior differences only as nuances. I know them immediately. If I leave that room and go one door down, then I can play the same game and be a completely different person. Is that true, Tim? (laughs) Well, I'm glad to know you're three. I just thought you were a nice person. (laughs) Well, this will be very interesting for you. (laughs) All right. All right. Tim, you're a wonderful person. And that's because threes cannot be praised enough. <laughs> they suck up endorsements like a dried up sponge. <laughs> I'm playing with you now. Uh, listen, I've known Tim for about 20 years. Say, so I'm not picking on a stranger. <laughs> I am bad, but I'm not that bad. <laughs> Unfortunately, this praise often never comes because threes generally strike others as so self-assured and strong that others scarcely think these successful people are dependent on compliments. Just as twos do everything that is needed, threes do everything for praise. So praise is the gas that made the three motor go. And threes are even more dependent on the reactions of other people than twos are, though it is seldom noticed. Now here is their dilemma. Efficiency. Efficiency is a three's greatest temptation. The capitalistic system which dominates the world economy is based on the three dogma. Those who exert themselves enough can work their way up. And likewise, the U.S., the United States, is a society, is the symbolic country of the threes, and it is an expression of this attitude. The defense mechanism. The defense mechanism of the three is identification, which we said on Facebook in case you saw that. They protect themselves from threats by becoming fully involved in their projects and they are reluctant to accept criticism from their group or company because they try so hard. Now, failure is the term that describes three's avoidance. There is nothing more tragic than an unsuccessful three because it is traumatic for the three to have to deal with failing, falling short, or losing. Unredeemed threes avoid, fear, and hate defeat like the plague. But when it does occur, they have at least three standard methods to extricate themselves. Sometimes they polish up their defeats and reinterpret them as partial victories. That works. Sometimes they shift the responsibility to others. And they frequently leave the scene of the wreck as quickly as possible to plunge themselves into new promising projects. Unredeemed threes are capable of immensely overestimating themselves their hearts. They have been so spoiled, so spoiled by success. So this may or may not be you. You might want to hold this lightly. (laughs) So good? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Like I said, they overestimate themselves. (laughs) I'm teasing. (laughs) 
<laughs> the pressure to succeed that threes are under leads to their root sin, which is untruth or deceit. In order to win, threes tend to deal generously with the truth. They create an image that looks good, can be sold, and finally will win. These are seldom bald-faced lies. Rather, they are subtle nuances. The airbrushing out the problematic side of a project, the exaggerated stress on advantages. Sounds like a salesman. Unredeemed threes first and foremost deceive themselves. That is why their lies are not easy to see through, even for them. First, threes convince themselves that the lie is the truth. And unredeemed threes have no longing for depth. What's the point of depth when superficiality works? And when image without content sells? And when whatever works is true? Threes who believe their own lies are some of the most deformed personalities in existence. The bad thing is that you often blindly trust even the most dishonest three. Threes look so self-confident, they seem to know exactly what they are doing. They can sell you everything because they are primarily selling themselves. They sell us on how cool and competent they are, and we buy it because the scene is so perfectly staged. So the pitfall of threes, or the immature three, is that they get caught up in vanity. By vanity, we mean that anything that is secondary Anything these external things, the packaging, the clothing, the outside impact, that's what's important. And they're more important than anything of essence. So long as threes are trapped in themselves, they live as if they can't find themselves. So the symbols and examples of a three, well, the first symbolic animal is the chameleon. Threes are clever at adapting themselves to the expectations of the environment. This means that the danger of exchanging a variety of roles and masks for their real self to which they have no access. So they are always making this exchange because they have no access to themselves initially. The immature three has no access to himself intuitively. The second symbol is the peacock. Some Enneagram specialists also apply the peacock to types four and two. So all the heart types have something peacock-like about them because their behavior, with their behavior, they aim at the reactions from the environment and that's the way they present themselves. Twos pose as lovable and helpful. Threes pose as playing to the role that goes over best. And fours put on an appearance as something special. That's the two, threes, and fours. They're all peacock-like. And then, of course, the biblical ancestor of all threes is Jacob. That makes sense, right? I said Jacob is the biblical character that was a three. The guy was very ambitious, very successful. And, uh, and he um, had a problem with lying. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> now, here's what's so interesting. If I was a writer, here's what I would do. If, because it's pretty, he is probably one of the most, uh, he's probably one of the characters of the Bible that is the most assuredly this type. Or uh, you can, if I was a novelist, I would, I would get to know a three, and I would get to know all the nuances of three, and then I would write a story about Jacob. And I would present him as a three, and he would be authentic. You would get pretty close to who that guy was just by knowing how 
threes enter into life, how they are deceived, what their strengths are, where their weaknesses are. You have the whole character right there in front of you. I just think that is way too interesting. Okay, you writers, there you have your task. You can give me part of your proceeds. (laughs) All right. Conversion and maturation. The invitation to threes is the call to hope. Only a hope that goes beyond ostensible successes can help a three acquire depth and put up with failure. Hope also means not basing life on one's own goals, but anchoring it in the will of God and in the comprehensive goals of God's reign. Threes really have to work to gain depth. While twos sometimes wallow in emotional morass, if you ask threes how they feel, they sometimes don't know themselves. All heart types, but especially threes, have a hard time perceiving their own authentic feelings. After all, feelings interfere with efficiency and organization. That is why threes suspend their emotions while they have a task to do. But since classic threes are continually pursuing some project or other, the inner world too often falls by the wayside. So to be healed and redeemed, threes, like twos, must learn to be alone. Both need a place of silence and seclusion where no public feedback, no applause, and no admiration happens. Contemplative prayer and silent meditation are the appropriate prescriptions. But the path into the depths is wearisome and far. And when threes begin to discover their inner work in the beginning, they generally make that into a project too. They want to meditate successfully, for heaven's sakes. So it takes a while before they notice that the point is to do nothing and to learn nothing. Simply to exist. Oh, horrors. (laughs) As soon as the threes learn this, they will make the effort simply to exist and to learn nothing with as much success as possible. (laughs) Bless their hearts. Uh, The fruitful way into the depths demands a great deal of patience with threes and the readiness to experience nothing spectacular for quite a while or to be confronted with their own hostility, boredom, and superficiality. In silence, it's also important the threes encounter self-critically their own dishonesty and the compulsion to succeed. Threes must, above all, chew and digest their shadow sides, their failures and their defeats, instead of running away from them. The confession, I've failed, I was wrong, I lied, costs threes an enormous effort. So the three's gift or fruit of the Spirit is the reverse of their sin and its truthfulness and honesty. They find the way to their gift only when they take the painful path of self-knowledge and look their life lies, both big and little, in the face and refuse to gloss over them anymore. Since this is insight into one's own failures, threes have a very hard time with it. Threes who have found their way to truthfulness can put their tremendous gifts to work to help other people competently and effectively and to motivate them to discover their own potential. See, I'm in it on a good note. I don't want to depress you. (laughs) 
redeemed threes managed to get groups and communities sensibly organized and to get society's lies exposed for what they are. The symbolic animal of the redeemed three is the eagle. The king of the winds is said to be the only animal that can look directly into the sun. He is a symbol for swiftness, power, endurance, and renewal. He who waits for the Lord will renew his strength. He will mount up with wings like eagles. He will run and not be weary, and he will walk and not faint. The country of the threes is, the, is America, and the color of the threes is the traffic light yellow. Light catches the eye. It strikes us as urgent, dynamic, and eccentric. It is radiant. All this describes the redeemed three. As the brightest of the colors, it makes the meaning and the goal of creation transparent. It makes light shine through. Yellow becomes the directional element among colors. It asks pressing questions. Makes things visible, gives answer, guides, leads us along the way, and illumines it with knowledge, meaning, and insight. Yellow, at the same time, can be the most vulnerable of all colors. So I'm going to end with, The threes must confront the secret of the cross, which is the secret of failure. Out of our defects, God makes his victories. Out of our defeats, God makes his victories, not ours. Threes on the way to redemption free themselves from their vanity and begin to hope in God's sovereign activity, which cannot be manipulated. They honestly confront their own inner emptiness and longings for love. They renounce the security won by status, money, and power. And they renounce building their own kingdom because they hope for the coming of God's kingdom. All right, so that's an overview of threes. So tell me what you're thinking. Pardon? Pardon? 